Elon Musk has acquired 9% of Twitter. What does that mean for the social media platform? What does that mean for Elon Musk himself? Why did he decide to do it now? And will we see things change with Twitter in this midterm year? We're going to discuss it. We're going to give our thoughts. We're going to give our theories about that. And we're going to discuss some things that we hope will happen with Twitter going forward now that Elon Musk has entered the picture. And then we're going to get into the realm of the occult. We're going to get into the realm of the conspiracy theory. We're going to get into the realm of some Hollywood Washington government weirdo stuff when it comes to drugs and orgies and pedophilia and some of the craziness that we've seen certain people talk about when it comes to that world. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing. And if you know somebody that likes the things and would be interested in the things that we discuss on this show, share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. Um, As the longtime listeners know, in our intro, we used to give our Twitter handle. But when Twitter uh, did the great purge and, and uh, got rid of everybody and ba- banned people, suspended people, got rid of Donnie T, uh, we lost about half of our followers. It was yeah. it was the great purge of Twitter. Uh, we decided to stop pushing our Twitter handle, and then we just pushed our website in our in our um, in in the intro for the show. All for uh, the best. All for the best, and and and, and up until that point, I would say um, we were a lot more active on our hanging with apes Twitter account because, like, I know you're active on on your RX Phonics account, and I'm active on my Kill Cartoon account, but the hanging with apes account, like, it's there and it still exists, but it the when the purge took place, it was very. Uh, disheartening because it's like you're you're working so hard to like build a, a follower base yeah yeah and a fan base people that are like engaging and connecting with you when it comes to like the show and topics for the show and stuff like that and then one day it's just they're gone wiped out wiped away or you know half of them wiped away and it's like you the, said the you thanos. were yeah yeah the thanos uh finger snap and it's like uh you feel bad, first of all, because like it's only one group of people. Yeah, very evidently. Yeah, very evidently. And it's like, man, we've put in the work. We've had like stuff like where people are engaging, mm-hmm. and that's why you have a Twitter. 
when that happened, that's when I started kind of like being a little bit more active on, on Instagram. Like on my stories, I post things that I think yeah. are cool. And actually, I get a lot of reactions or, or like thumbs up or on, on Instagram more than I do on, on, on Twitter because Twitter is like I'll just repost things or whatever. But you yeah. do kind of lose the steam and like the the want to, to push something that might end up like, you know, taking you off or deplatforming you anyway. And so this whole Elon Musk thing is... It's cool to me because it's like, well, damn, can he sway Twitter? Yeah, like what can change? Because not long ago, and I remember I participated in this poll. He put out a tweet that had a poll on it because I follow Elon Musk on Twitter. He put out a tweet that that was that had a poll attached to it, and he asked the question, something to the effect of, "Do you think Twitter?" is a proponent of free speech yes or no very simple over two million people participated in that poll and the result was about 70 percent said no they don't think twitter is a proponent of free speech and only 30 percent said yeah and uh, uh also in that tweet he said uh uh, something to the effect of the consequences of this poll will make a difference. And that was some time ago. And I'm wondering if it was because of what he saw the results of that poll being yeah. where he was like, all right, well, you know what? Like I'm going to, I'm going to buy a bunch of shares and, and, and Start. step in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, now you're the biggest investor. And that's the thing that that's badass because it's like some citizen Kane shit, like owning. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily you don't you don't run the company. You know, he's not the CEO or the or the the chair. He's in the chair, but 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 at nine percent, you have a say. Yeah, like now, people have to listen to you in a way. Like, yeah, I don't think this is good. I don't think that's good. And so, with that being said, like, and I think that. You, I I always feel like I don't know if I'd call him a provocateur. I guess he he's willing to engage, like have a normal engagement or, a, or an opinion on things and and willing to ruffle the feathers. And so to me it's like, well, that's good. Like that's that's very Kanye like, that's very Trump like, and you need those type of people, like less Will Smith and more Elon Musk yeah. in the sense of like if you're going to influence people influence them in the po in a positive way even if i don't agree with you but like e like make people think and so a lot of times like he'll say stuff like for example you're the owner of 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 uh or you run Tesla right you you you're the um the main man there and then he had a tweet where he's like you know i think right now would be the best time to produce as much oil like be energy independent yeah you know and see for anyone to say that like but, but for it to be him to say that is like that's that's big yeah the, the guy who sells you electric cars yeah. telling you yeah probably right now would be a good time to be energy independent well you know it's funny you mentioned that because i've i when that occurred I thought about that and and I've also thought about how 
we talk on the show and, and some of the things that we've talked about in regards to inflation and you and I, like, you know, we own real estate and, you know, it's rental property. Um, Grant Cardone would be proud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, and as much as during inflation, because you own assets, and, and that's not just the only asset, you know, there's real estate and, you know, other stuff like that, uh, 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 real estate and, and uh, stocks and stuff like that. So it's not the only asset. And in times of inflation, your assets go up in value. Yeah. I still, even though technically, because I own assets, you own assets, you're technically getting richer during inflation. Yeah. I still am a proponent for deflation. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's sort of like that the same thing that Elon Musk is on. It's like, listen, yeah, right now, if everybody went out and bought an electric car, that's good for my business. But overall, like as a human, I'm seeing like what you're doing to people. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's not right. Like energy independence, especially when you know you have a product that like he knows the future is going in his direction anyway. Exactly. Just like we have a product that it's like, well, people need a place to stay. People yes. need shelter. So it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. No. But yet and still in the process of getting there, I think we could still make it easier on people. I think yeah. a person shouldn't need 80% of of their of their wage to go to their living and eating and only have 20% left like yeah. i think people should be able to have they work hard they should be able to have you know pocket more money instead of every time you go to go to the store you know you're spending lord knows how much money no you think about that you consider that so it's the same thing it's this idea that like yeah we're this is sort of a situation that's far removed from business because he has no business incentive to promote oil production in the United States no his incentive yeah. is like well the shit ain't right it's not right but too like when when you're a forward thinker and when you when you're thinking about mm, I guess a healthy ecosystem or a healthy like uh, economy. Let's let's say you're you're looking at it from the perspective of like, well, I have a product, but like, what good is this product if people aren't living good? If like, there's a limited amount of this product, if people have to choose between my product and and being able to live more comfortably, like you're kind of better off. Overall, like, okay, I have a product, you get to choose, but you're living good anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like in real estate. Like, if you have, uh, if you've done the number, if you crunched the numbers right and, 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 and you're making money, but you could, you could also have rent where it's like not like super expensive, right? Not only are you helping yourself, but you're also helping the person renting the yeah. property. What would that really helping the overall economy? Exactly. Overall, like, you've now opened up. 
a better budget for the people living in 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 in, in the property that you own, right? And then if that person is like, oh, well, I could save a little bit, or I could I could do this, or I could put a little bit more into my uh, retirement account. I mean, it, it's always dependent on the individual. Yeah, but they decide to do. Yeah, like I, we can't, you know, tell them all oh, do that. But what I'm saying, I guess, is like, well, you're you're really allowing people to be able to move their money around a little bit more, and so that's kind of like the way I, uh, he sees it. Because of course, if a guy that's willing to be like, oh, well. My passion project is let's see if we can travel outside of Earth, right? That's like crazy shit. Like, if you think about it, like yeah. you're really trying to colonize other planets and 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 come up with with technology that could do that. Like, you're a forward thinker, and you you think the overall like survival aspect of everything. And so when you do that, right, you start. You understand that you want to live a good life and you want to be productive, but you also want people to live a, a, a good life and to and to have nice things. So, I mean, th- that's part of your purpose being something higher than you. Is like it, it becomes kind of like a, in a way, a symbiotic relationship, right? Like, oh, you need like the you need a good economy, and then I have this in this good economy for you. Exactly. And, and and a lot of people, when they don't do that or they don't, like, because there's been a lot of people on Twitter that are like, oh, wow. of course, another rich billionaire owning this much of a company, blah, 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 blah. But no, actually, this is good. A guy who pushes back, that yeah. that's good. Like, And when you become more productive, instead of talking shit on Twitter, right, instead of, like, having an opinion but not having anything to back anything when it comes to you, you maybe should take heed and be like, oh, wow, I should put myself in better positions to be able to influence things. Because, yeah. I mean, that's what people, that that's what you want to do, right? You want to, um, anything that you do, especially if it's positive shit, some people it's negative, like you want to influence people, sway people to think a little more like you or think of things a little bit more on a broader spectrum. I mean, part of this show is like, wow, you guys have, shit for news so we'll break down some of the stuff that we see that way you can not not agree with us but at least see a different perspective and see behind the fucking pizzazz of of the news networks and and the the fucking circles they'll run over over stuff so you don't know the real truth right we'll break down like we'll get to the truth and then from there have our opinion but you're also free to have your opinion that's what the show is. And so And that's yeah. essentially what Twitter should be. Exactly. Uh, you know, obviously not long form <coughs> information like this is, not long form media, but bits and pieces, sound bites of well, this is what I think on this particular subject. That's what this pe- these people think on that particular subject. Yeah. And it should be an exchange of that. But over the last few years, it's been, well, no, this is a place for us to think the way that we think. And any dissenting opinions are going to get banned or locked or suspended. And it's funny because you and I, along with two of our other friends, we were having a meeting recently at your house and we were talking and the subject of Twitter came up. And I was talking about how I saw on Tucker Carlson one evening, 
he had a segment about the current CEO of Twitter and how this person, and he played an audio clip from this person, which I, I don't even want to try to butcher his name. I can't, I can't think of it right now. But the CEO of Twitter, he, there, the, he Tucker Carlson played an audio clip of him, and he blatantly said that his concern, <laughs> the concern of Twitter is not free speech. It's healthy speech. Now, you and I, we've talked about this a lot when it came to like, you know, the the context in the context of the virus. But if you notice these autocrats, these elitists, they like to use the veil and the nobility of health to push their agenda. So, oh, you can't do that. It's not healthy. We got to take your freedoms away, but it's for your health. Yeah. Oh, you got to get this because it's for your health and the health of your neighbor, the health of your community. It's like we're making you do something or we're restricting you from doing something yeah. in with the guys, the veil of health attached to it. So now when when we, when we talk about you know the virus, the jab and all of this stuff, we're talking about something something viral or, or biological, something that can be transmitted from person to person and, and you know what have you. But how does that factor into Twitter? Oh, well, mental health, like mental health and people being bullied and 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 everything, you know, everything like that. So you got one guy today, um, he tweeted, he he works at, at Twitter. And, and a bunch of people were retweeting this because they were like, oh, Elon Musk is already having a positive effect on Twitter. Apparently, this guy works for tw- for Twitter and he says, I'm resigning. I'm not working under Elon Musk because here at Twitter, we're not we're not uh, banning anybody. We're just uh, fighting back against bullies. It's like, well, first off, what is your definition of bully? Because this is an online forum this is the internet right you could turn it off exactly the fuck and, and it's an online forum to express ideas and and if this definition of bully is so fluid then at what point who's to say that the reverse and the opposite is not the definition of bully yeah. and then it goes against you. And and if you notice, a lot of people that rock with Ron DeSantis, a lot of what Ron DeSantis does, and I rock with him, I, I like how he's operating, but he's sort of operating like in the complete opposite of the left. Like for yeah. instance, when, when he actually said he would find businesses if they had mask mandates. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's not freedom either. And I tend to agree, but... You're fighting fire with fire. That's what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so this, you know, you don't have a, 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 a clear-cut definition of what bullying is and and and, and you're, you're so vague about everything. This is what happens. Like, it just serves you now because, like, it's your side that is in power. But now, what if you get another person that go, comes in and buy that's on the shit that Elon Musk is on and buys another 10% of Twitter? What if Kanye is like, oh, well, I want to get another, a 10% yeah. of Twitter? And before you know it, oh, shit, like 
the walls are closing in on us. You're right. getting so Razal Gould, basically. Right. Like you're not creating, you're not killing your quote unquote bully. You're just making the people who will make shit move and who 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 have the 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 means to just be like, all right, cool. Well, if you want to play it that way, I'll just outsmart you. Right. And and use that's so how you see Elon Musk owning owning stuff. That's why you see Kanye. Like he's because I, I remember in one of the interviews he was like I they can't shut me up I, I create I, I own my stuff I yeah I I have Yeezy like so yeah you could tell me oh I, my album was whack it is what it is or you don't like my music anymore but you can't shut me the fuck up yeah you know because I I I have I'm self sufficient and so so yeah like if if you think about it. And I'd like to see, uh, uh, like, like the numbers, like statistically, like a lot of like the real vocal lefties and a lot of like the real vocal um, people to the right. Like, where do they stand as 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 far as self sufficiency? That'd be like a nice, <laughs> a nice statistic to see because, like, if you look at the stuff that the left leans on, like, you don't lean towards anything where you have any ownership. Or of you have anything. any power of anything? Only yeah. as a whole. Yeah. But if if you look at people on the right, like yeah, they have power, but it's more individual power. So then you could work together as a collective. Yeah. But it's individual, so it's like, yeah, it's a harder which, monster to battle. Which there are those that that have the conspiracy theory that that is part of. Well, at least that was the agenda of like the whole build back better is like to erode people's financial situation, like, you know, through inflation and the printing of money, that individuality, because it's like, yeah, imagine if you're a politician on the left, right? And you're trying to appeal to people on the left. Well, if this is a, a a demographic of people, generally speaking, that doesn't know or care a lot about taxes, well, you're not going to appeal to anything in terms of like a tax cut or anything like that versus somebody on the right who owns a house, who owns property, who owns land, who owns multiple properties. The idea of a property tax cut. That's going to like sit well with them. That's going to, yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? So that in and of itself and that, and that's just one little small example of how you appeal to do two different classes of people or, or, or demographics of people, I should say. And, and you have to, and you have to operate in a, in a different, different capacity. And to go back to what you were saying in terms of like, well, who's more self-sufficient you th- you could see it you could see it because yeah. you see that it tends to be people on the right that are more of the belief will like just leave us alone and then you get the right or the left rather the people on the right are just like just leave us alone you get the people on the left that are either as a collective like you said are trying to get something done like oh boycott this or cancel this or cancel that or if they're already in a corporate setting a corporate environment with some sort of corporate authority they're trying to like push agendas yeah that 
you see that like the 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 wider and greater America in terms of scale is not asking for. And like now yeah. you have the whole debacle with Disney. Yeah. And, and all these videos come out of of these Disney executives that are 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 so like crazy woke. Like it's like yeah. so crazy to the to the point where in uh, at Disney World they don't even want to use the terminology boy or girl anymore. Yeah. So like cartoons people are not asking for that. Yeah. That and then not only that but like when it comes to small businesses like a restaurant, you know, you're you're not you can't compete versus McDonald's. McDonald's like <laughs> I, I, um, I was talking to a couple coworkers. They were talking about how, like, for McDonald's to produce like as much as they produce as far as food for people, it's like sixty-four thousand cows have to die a day. So when you're buying in mass, you're going to have way better deals. Yeah. Than like a measly restaurant that you might need like a cow per three days. So like yeah. you're not buying in bulk. So your overhead, it's like well. What I'm investing is thirty thousand, right, or or thirty percent of 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 what I what what I make, as opposed to McDonald's fifteen or twenty percent. It's not there's no competition, so the people that are hurt are the small businesses. It's like the people that own a bakery, the people that own a taco uh, restaurant or a Mexican restaurant, or a person that owns a Chinese restaurant. It's like they're the ones that have to compete during. During the whole Build Back Better, um, or d- during the whole pandemic situation, and then now pushing towards the Build Back Better, which sputtered, it's like none of this helps small businesses. This is all big corporations that will survive this. You know, not mom and pop shops, not your local restaurant that you like to go to. That's where they have the coffee that you like or the the particular food that you like that tastes better really it does taste better like all these small mom and pop restaurants small business restaurants like that's where the delicious food is at yeah like i'm not i'm not here to disparage like mcdonald's or, or chick-fil-a or burger king but it's like that's for it's called fast food for a reason yeah. it's not good for you first of all and it's not like the the same quality no definitely not so so to me it's like well you're you're not helping you're you're not helping the everyday American. You're helping like the people that don't need help. And like you said, by design is that is that really the case? But I mean that that's the the, the scary part is we were literally on the verge of, of, of passing Build Back Better. Like that could because look at the president at hand. And well, I mean, thankfully so far we're good and so far we're getting to the midterms but that's still that's still flirting with disaster really 100% and and I'm glad you brought up the midterms because I wanted to ask do you feel Elon Musk's 9% stake in Twitter whatever changes he's able to influence in the company do you feel like Timing had anything to do with it? Um, timing as far as... So, like, so like, we're in the year of a midterm. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, I would imagine if, if Twitter were to continue operating the way that they've been operating 
we were in for a whole slew of politicians and people running that were probably going to get their tweets pulled or banned or what have you in yeah. this in this election year. So I wonder if maybe Elon Musk decided, well, now is a good time for me to make such a move because yeah. if I'm seeing that so many people see Twitter the way that I see it as yeah. as a place where free speech is 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 not uh promoted in a midterm year that could be that could you know be bad that that could have a, a bad effect yeah I mean uh for sure for sure he's on the side of well or at least it seems I can't say for sure because I don't know, dude. But based off of the things that he's on and 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 some of the tweets that he makes and and the stands that he takes, um, I feel like he definitely wants to influence Twitter to to not be on that stuff. Um, I don't know if it's the timing so much. Like because it's it's midterm time. Like I don't know if 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 he really was like, oh well, uh, things are looking more to the right. But perhaps like a guy like him, you know, he just thinks like, well, I mean, if, if the chance comes, well then yeah, I'm I'm I'll I'll try and buy more and and see what I could do. But I don't know, I don't know, because I feel like he's kind of like on some solo, yeah, shit, you know. Like, and then too, it's like, that's kind of a hard, like how, how much do you influence Twitter? Like, what do you think? I, I know now like Twitter's on some, on some BS, right? They, they want healthy speech, which is in other words, we're going to censor the fuck out of people if we don't like them. So there is such a thing as too much censoring, which is where Twitter's at. At what point do you... Or to what point do you push Twitter to get off of that? Because like, you do have to have some sort of censorship, right? Like, what, what is a healthy amount of I mean, do, censorship? Like, like, do you have to have... Like, I, I mean, I think anything... I, I think whatever censorship there needs to be, there's laws already in place for it. So, like, for instance... Like, I would never advocate for, like, a, a social media platform to be able to have, like, child porn on there. Well, but yeah. that's already illegal. Yeah. So, I don't... The company really... You don't even have to censor that because there's already law, federal laws that, like, you can't do that shit. So, yeah. like... So, I, I guess what I'm saying is beyond what laws are already in place, what more censorship would ha would need to be implemented? Well, yeah, because I think, too, like, you can't say anything super wild. And at the end of the day, even if you do say anything wild, like, I, I don't, like, for example, someone gets on there and it's like, if it has influences, like, I don't, I don't like Mexicans. I don't think they're going to be met with <laughs> good tweets about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I think like something like that. I think that a person should have the right to say that. Like, whether but right now that would never even fly on Twitter. No, exactly. And so to me, it's like, well, 
the court of public opinion will be like, that guy's a piece of shit. Like, so yeah. this is not good for your brand. You don't like yeah. Mexicans? Like, for instance, uh, this reminds me of, of, a, of a story about the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. And the ACLU, the their main cause, their main civil liberty that they fight for, or at least it was, because Bill Maher has been doing some segments on it lately, and it seems like they're getting on some woke shit too. But for the longest time, they were huge proponents of free speech. Like, and like very liberal free speech, like, and they were for the most part pretty left-leaning, like yeah. freedom for everything. Like, in, yeah. in fact, I think when uh, um, uh, you ever seen uh, the the movie, this old movie with Woody Harrelson, uh, Le- the People versus Larry Flint. No, where he's like, uh, he makes he's like he has like a porn magazine, and they tried the Supreme Court tries to stop it. And I think the ACLU was like like helping him out and all that stuff. Uh, so anyway, it, it's a pretty silent movie if you ever get a chance to watch it. It's the the people versus Larry Flint. Yeah, Larry Flynn. I oh, believe. Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting. But anyway, the ACLU is composed of a lot of Jewish attorneys. Yeah. And these Jewish attorneys at one point stood and fought for the rights of Nazis to be able to march. And think about that. These are Jewish attorneys. Yeah. And they're standing and fighting for the rights of Nazis to be able to say yeah. whatever they want to say. Think about that. Like these people, the history that like these people literally think that you are subhuman yeah. and deserve to be put in ovens. Yeah. And yet you're willing to stand there and fight for their right to be able to say whatever they want to say. That's what I believe in that. Like yeah. I believe in freedom of speech to that degree. So no, a person that says I hate Mexicans on Twitter, I am not a proponent for them to be banned. I don't yeah. agree with them, yeah. but that's freedom of speech. Is that a motherfucker could say something you don't agree with, and you ha- and you get to acknowledge that that's their right to do that. Yeah, just like it's your right to put out a tweet that says I love Mexicans. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Because who are they? Depending on who are the gatekeepers, you set a precedent where it opens you up for anything to be banned. Like if you start to censor stuff. So like, for instance, going to your example, like very simple hypothetical microcosm. But like, let's say the CEOs or the people that are running Twitter, the board, they don't like this guy that says, oh, I hate Mexicans. All right, well, we're going to ban him. He should be censored. That's no good. Yeah. All right. And then people are like, yeah, Twitter. Like, I love Mexicans. I love Mexicans. But then who's to say that in a few years, the gatekeepers of Twitter are not of a different view. Yeah. And maybe they side. Now these gatekeepers side with the I hate Mexicans guy. Yeah. So now the I love Mexicans people are getting banned. Like, who, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, well, let motherfuckers say what they're gonna say. 
you know, not not illegal, like not post any crazy videos or anything like that, that, that of some illegal stuff. But beyond that, let it ride. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah, like, if he's going to influence or if he did it in the midterms, I think it's more so like, just remember, I'm the biggest investor. So don't get too crazy because, you know, like, I, it's more like a power move, but not really. Because, like, how much power does the main or one of the main investors have? Like, they could sway, right? Yeah, and a- also he has enough power where depending on what he says on the platform, he could start, he could start like manipulating the price. So he, he could start fucking with the valuation of the company. Like there's a lot of power he has, not only that, but also now he's like Twitter invincible. Yeah. You know, like, because how could you ban the guy? You can't, you can't ban him. Yeah. So that's another thing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, like how how things play out. Um, one another question I wanted to ask: If y- right now you are Gab or Parler, being the the sort of the beacon of hope in terms of like a Twitter like platform mm-hmm. on alternative tech, does Elon? having a nine percent stake in twitter are you concerned at this point like what are you what are your thoughts as an alternative tech platform because if if you think about it their bread alternative tech their bread and butter is the fact that twitter censors people and deplatforms people that's their bread and butter Yeah, yeah we like if you think about every time we've talked about we've covered we've heard about gab or parlor it's been after some sort of big deplatforming censorship controversy from Twitter. Yeah. So it's the girl that's waiting for you. When yeah. You get into an argument with the wife. <laughs> More or less. So now, if you believe that Elon Musk can influence change at Twitter for the better in terms of free speech. Does the do you are you concerned at Gab or Parler because perhaps in a midterm year where you thought damn like we're gonna get a bunch of people because they're gonna be shutting down all type of politicians and stuff. Yeah. Now maybe you feel like damn well we're not gonna get as much people because maybe Twitter is not gonna be so heavy handed with Elon there. I mean, it would it would definitely not be something I'm if I'm if I'm like part of the board of of Gab or part of the board of Parler, not something I'm particularly happy about. Yeah, but it's like, well, we'll see how they get because I mean, their CEO is like literally the opposite mode of thought, right? So the guy running Twitter, terrible. Yeah, but also also Elon being a nine percent stakeholder. He could also kick up dust to the point where the Dude has as, to step a, down. as the board they they get this guy out of there. Yeah, that's true. So I guess to me it'd be like this is like something to this is a red flag, right? But it's like, well, we'll see what happens because we don't know what Elon will do. And so far the CEO is still way opposite. And then too, like, I feel the people that are not everybody knows that, right? But like we we talk 
a lot about different stuff and then there's certain people like that are into like the whole elon musk and all his tesla and this and they're into like the actual person themselves but then there's people too that beyond the fact that it's twitter they really don't care or know who the hell has the most you know stock or, or shares rather and and who's running it or whatever so i think and then the ceo being where he's at like and they being so close to to midterms i don't think i don't think that you you should be like extremely concerned yet but it's like oh this is I hope he, I hope they don't turn it around and it's now a. Uh, now basically they took our our whole idea away, I mean, which because is because really there's one thing that Elon Musk would have, and and I don't know. Let me know if you agree with this or not. There's one thing that Elon Musk would have to influence that I think would be like crisis mode at Parler and Gab. Is if he was able to influence and get Trump reinstated at Twitter? Oh shit! That's what I, like. I do right around. Yeah, yeah, that would be, it would be over. And Gab, you'd be like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah, like this. That's it. Like, like not that. Like, you'll go out of business, but whatever reason people had to jump ship, yeah. like we don't have it anymore. And so, to me, if I'm if I'm in there. In, in 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 the board is like well we need to start differentiating ourselves from them like we need to be able to offer something different because that's the thing too it's like let's be honest here you're first there you're probably gonna be survive everyone else yeah um and as of right now they do offer something they different they offer freedom exactly and so if you take that away now now your product has to be different are you focused on video on there more video content or like there's a clear distinct difference between instagram and twitter so what do you what do you uh you're gonna have to you're gonna have to think a little bit more about the product and then not just being a, a a paper copy i mean it's not a paper copy of of, of twitter but literally it's similar yeah it's, it's it's almost almost the same but not quite so you you can't lean on that too much, so yeah, like I'd be I'd be a little concerned, especially knowing Elon is more. Elon is not really like. I don't want to say that he he's a. Uh, part of the. Like, like he's anti the system or anything, but I guess he's just like one of those people that he'll so far. I mean, I would say he's against the establishment. The things he says, yes, but it's like until until you until you actually put your money where your mouth is. For example, right now is the opportunity. Your money, like you put it on Twitter, right? How will you influence the board? If you just own most of Twitter, you're really not influencing, then you really just uh, yeah, you're all I, talk. I don't see that. Like I, I to me this strikes me as there was a reason he did this. Yeah. You know, especially like even with that poll that he put out asking people that. Yeah. Now I there's there's a there's something up his sleeve. Yeah. And so if, if he does, like if if like your theory is correct, it was a well shit. Okay. That's badass. But so far it's like, well, 
we've yet it's to in place see. Yeah. yeah and so it's like a che- it's like a move made on the chessboard that you might not see but it you need a couple more steps yeah and so i i feel i feel good that it's him like right like if it, it what's dude's name that um that funds all those like extreme leftist uh george soros yeah like if george soros oh, god <laughs> had nine percent of twitter i'd be like oh god it's just a matter of days before the apes get booted off yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah so so like with elon it's like man i, I feel good like i feel like yeah. oh i feel confident that yeah. you know but <laughs> that that already is a win on yeah. on, on that and it's front. funny you brought up george soros because that's like an interesting character in terms of conspiracy theories that is a good segue into the next the oh, next yeah. topic so u.s house representative madison cawthorn recently said something that alluded to some of the things some of the craziness that we've heard in the past about these cabals of dark figures in Hollywood and in the government and in, you know, places of great influence. Um, he, he mentioned that he's been invited to orgies, you know, drug-fueled du- drug orgies. Now, he's young, um, you know, depending on his type of women that could be something that could be very tempting for a young man. Um, and since then, for whatever reason, he seemed to have calmed down about the statements that he made. He's like, he's not being as, as a vocal about them. And then you follow that with things that Alex Jones has said about things that goes on that go on in Hollywood and in the government and stuff like that. So disclaimer before we get into this topic, this is a lot of conspiracy theory we're yeah. getting into. <laughs> uh so for people that want to label us, you know, conspiracy theorists, we're acknowledging, we're not saying that this is fact. Yeah. In fact, this is probably going to be somewhat of a fun segment just because we're going to delve into a lot of things that it's like, well, you don't know if it's true or not. It's just things that you hear about and you sort of let your imagination run wild. But it is this particular segment is based off of the things that Madison Cawthorn has said recently. Uh, and he's not the first person to have said these types of things. Yeah. Um What are your what is your take on what Madison Cawthorn has talked about in terms of now for people that don't know also I, I mean I don't think it really matters in this particular context but he's he's in a wheelchair I guess he's he's paralyzed from the waist down yeah um uh and so he's Republican and that's what he said so what what are your thoughts um. So, if you've read about history or if you've noticed how people maneuver, right, in politics or in power or in war, you realize that, like, politics, although, you know, 
there aren't people physically dying in in the House of Representatives or, or, or the Senate. It's it is definitely warfare, and so I liken it to like a book uh, that I feel like has been overly popularized annoyingly and I don't think that the people that even like like these type of books even like really like break down the philosophies right but it's like the 48 laws of power Mm -hmm. and so I remember there was a there was a particular and I think this is Napoleon if I'm not mistaken one of his strategies was like if he saw a guy that was like really into women, he would use women to kind of put him in a com- compromising place, right? Yeah. And whether it be like have him not be aware of a situation or snooze or, you know, put him in a situation where like now you're in a situation of weakness because you're not even like joking, like your pants are down, yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm here, right? So th- these are strategies known for like for for Long centuries. Time, yeah. So obviously fast forward to 2022, of course. Of course. I don't doubt like I'm I'm just not a dumb person to not like see the way shit works. It's like, yes, there's probably going to be people that are going to be like, "Oh, let's put them in a compromising situation yeah. because this benefits us." Yeah, this benefits you know, maybe that bill we didn't want passed. Maybe he might yeah. forget about it. And so, even it's funny because if I'm not mistaken, on the Get Rich or Die Trying album, even Fifty Cent, and this is like street warfare that he's referencing. He has a line where he says that they sent a chick at him, and she's like, "Fifty, what up?" He's like, "They sent a bitch at me. I sent the bitch back." Cut, cut up. up, yeah. <laughs> she but, was wild. But like, even him in that record, he's acknowledging that like this is something that your enemy will do. Exactly, and so so you have to be like aware of these things, and I feel like maybe they did like. I feel like it's completely realistic that maybe he was invited to that. I think that though, like the pushback behind the scenes, I was like, "Listen, motherfucker! Like, if this this goes out, you might not be doing so well." Or you, like, they they probably like said, "Hey, you better nip this shit in the butt." Like, you say that, you said that, whatever. It is what it is. And so I feel like that maybe there was something that you know that uh might have happened. And mentioning Fifty, actually, I think Fifty did something like that to like when the, when he was beefing with Ja Rule. He sent he he had someone put like a dead rat in front of someone's house, like on the door. So when they opened it, mm-hmm. it was like a, some a message. To, yeah, like a message to scare him. So and then the person was like, "Oh shit, I'm kind of fucking scared now," yeah. you know. So these are tactics and things that happen that I just don't. Why? Why would you not think that this happens in 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 U.S. politics in any yeah any form of especially a young guy exactly a young guy where you're like man if we get this guy on our side now yeah. like you know it, it it could yield a lot of benefits going into the future well yeah whenever power is at play there's going to be this stuff happening you know if you and if you don't believe so 
just watch House of Cards and you'll see how real, how dirty it is, you know? And so, no, I, I don't think, I don't think for a second that that, that, I, I, well, his situation, we will never, we don't know. Like, we don't know if it was like to, to, to rile up yeah. people or to make people think or, or whatever. That, that, that specific situation, yeah. but you, things like that you believe happen. Yeah. And, and look at Hollywood. Like, what is Hollywood? A bunch of, because because this happens, Hollywood is a place of influence. Like that's all it is, and so you look at who these people are. These actors and actresses they have drug addictions. They're alcoholics. Their mental health is not great, and so you feed into that. Okay, yeah, just getting this commercial. Just look pretty. Yeah, you're you're fine. Yeah, the tits. Do they look nice? All right, cool. Yeah, say this about guns. Oh, you're such a masculine-looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just sit next to this rich guy, and like, how many people do that? Uh, uh what is his name? Uh, Sarah, uh, the co- uh, from uh, Bruno and uh, Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. He, he did a, a segment where where he had an actress sit on someone, as as like a sofa. Remember that? Was it? Was it Bruno? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it or was, was Bruno. It Bora? Yeah, it was Bruno. Yeah, and it's like, bitch, did you really think that this was a good idea to sit on a human being? Like, how is, what is the scope of this? This is fashionable. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is, but he's literally making fun he, of this he's, shit. He's selling it as, oh, this is the trend. This is fashionable. Yeah. These and are, and she is, sat on it, like. It's so crazy, like, what kind of lack of personality and awareness do you have to have to think that, like, it's a good idea to sit on someone? Like, I can't even imagine. I would have been like, well, I guess I'll just stand for the interview then because, like, I'm not sitting on this yeah. guy. <laughs> I probably would get aggressive, like, no, I'm good. He said, no, 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 please. I was like, I'm not sitting. So are we going to do the interview? I'm going to stand. I'm not going to sit on someone. What is this? This is weird. This is weird shit to me. And so then he's like, oh, please. In that movie, he had, uh, he had Ron Paul. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, and they're like, oh, the, the there's te- technical difficulties. Why don't you guys just wait in the other room? And then it's just Ron Paul and him yeah. in the other room. And he starts playing music. He's like, do you like to dance? And then Ron Paul is like, uh. And then he's like, he, and his, then Bruno's pants fall. And yeah. then Ron Paul is like, get out of here. Go. He goes out. He's like, man, this guy is queer as the blazes. <laughs> It's just hilarious. Like it's 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 funny. Or <laughs> which one was the one with the disaster relief? That was him too, right? Where he had this girl like uh, on the green screen. He's like, oh, just say that you were there. Just say that you were there and that like you saved people. Oh, was it? That was him. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was like this fashionista guy. Yeah. And and he tells the girl like, yeah, just say that you save people and that like. How I many? Just, just, just make it sound good. And she's like, "Oh, okay, okay." And so, how was your time in, uh, in, uh, let's just say Haiti when you were saving those people? I said, wow, it was, it was so good. It was, can you tell us a story? 
<laughs> she was, she was never, ready. Never in Haiti. She's like, no, I, I remember, like, we were in a program, and, like, we just had to get water to these people. Like, oh, wow. Elaborate. And she's like, no, I went, like, we got them water. <laughs> and it was like, man, it was such a life-changing experience. Oh, wow. And it's like, these are people that, like, want to. Hollywood people. Yeah, these are these Hollywood motherfuckers. They'll say anything. Yeah. They'll sell you the next NFT. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> It doesn't exist. It's a JPEG. Yeah. For $50,000. <laughs> but that that's that's the way I feel like they control these people. Like, oh, just push what we need you to push. Yeah. And you can keep your lavish house and the bitches you fuck and the cocaine you put up your nose. And so that's obviously the people that are easy to, to manipulate. But then, like, in politics, like I said, we go back to there's there's ways to sway people or to make people make things go away. And I think that that's just going to be common practice. It, it, it's funny. And, again, we're still in the realm of conspiracy theory. But you and I talked about this the other day. And I was telling you how I have, I've observed how MGK always had, like, a certain level of fame and like I, there was like a certain stratosphere that he was not able to break through. Yeah. For whatever reason. And it really seemed like he peaked, or his peak, was like the whole beef between him and Eminem. That was like his highest moment, the moment where the most people were talking about him. You and I knew about him like way before then. We even went to a, a show of his. Yeah. But in terms of like mainstream notoriety, not much, not much. Yeah. Like the, his peak was the situation with Eminem. And then he, he gets on this like demonic kind of effeminate weirdo stuff. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's everywhere. He's on the Howard Stern show. He's on all these shows. He's in, he's in uh, all these daytime shows, these interviews the and it, and yeah. it, it, and it's like you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist but you look at that and be like man that's weird it's like it's like this guy is like pushing a certain image and now because he's like agreed or decided to push this certain image yeah the powers that be are are you know propelling his career yeah and it's like it it's an awkward thing and i'm going to show you something if you or you could do it now if you look at it if you go on cuz i know you have apple music if you go to apple music and you and anybody who's listening if you have apple music you could do that search mg kelly right now as this show is current and look at his artist picture that comes up and like tell me that's not like some like hollywood like demonic shit did you were you yeah. able to do it yeah that shit is it's like that's like not the style that this guy originally had yeah it's so it, it for i mean for people people that are listening to the show it's a very demonic kind of looking picture like it's intentional like he's making his hands he's putting his hands on the back of his head like he has horns he uh has like a bunch of piercings on his lip it's it's a strange looking picture and you know, I, I'm not one to like delve deep into conspiracy theories, but I look at that and I'm like, hmm, that's that's uh, it's odd. It is odd. It's odd because like, and it, may, it even makes you think like, was the M&M thing more like 
a publicity stunt, right? Because like Eminem is huge. Mm-hmm. So they're right, listen, we need you guys to beef. We're pushing this guy. And like I could totally see that mm-hmm. because after that, it was like then there was this transition. Why does a transition happen after the beef? Yeah. You know? And so I don't know. It, it, it's it's uh, real weird to me. But that's that's the influence that they want. So, if Disney wants to sell you or your children all this gender pronoun LGBTQ and sometimes Y type shit, and these are the type of people that get pushed into the mainstream, it tells you like they know that music and movies have influence over people and people's thoughts. Yeah. And so the way they they do that or the the uh, just like they know that, they know that the the political aisle is is secondary to that. It's like uh what's that uh what's the Breitbart quote uh, uh politics is downstream from from uh, culture. culture. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, well, obviously the left has a culture. And and so they're going to try and push as much as they can. And it's funny you said that, which is, we might start to see a change in that, you know, um, there's this video and I meant to send it to you, but I will send it to you. Uh, it's about a 23 minute long video. And... It, it goes into why Hollywood, or at least they seem to like, why Hollywood seems to hate its audience. And if you notice, it's kind of like that. Like, it is. I I know what you're saying. You know, like it, it's like you get you get um, beloved characters remakes come along or reboots and like they kill off the character or you get Hollywood people that like actively speak out against things that don't like that affect like families, traditional families like this lunatic Ron Perlman, the guy that played Hellboy. Yeah. He's like always on social media and 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 very vocal and like just super like uh uh profane and weird and he'll speak out against things that don't even affect him like he just had he just uh was speaking out against the as they like to call it the Florida don't say gay bill yeah it's like this this doesn't affect you and like you're so mad at, at Ron DeSantis and 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 you know the proponents of this bill and and so this video it talks about that th- like how it seems like Hollywood kind of like hates like the regular everyday people. And in that video, it talks about the the guy that's doing the video. He talks about how he wonders who's gonna be like the first people to sort of break away from what Hollywood has going on and just go back to like making quality stuff like yeah. it's not about the daily wire <laughs> and it's crazy you said that because when he's talking about that he shows 
He's not, he doesn't, uh, he never says the Daily Wire, but as he's saying that part, it's intentional. As he's saying who's going to be the one to break out, he shows clips from the first Daily Wire movie that they produced. Oh. Like, kind of like saying, like, well, these people are obviously trying to do something yeah. different. You ain't going to kill the quote unquote bully. He's just going to outsmart you. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, that's kind of interesting. So it's like, you know, because again, we're in the realm of conspiracy theory, but what isn't conspiracy theory and what is fact is that movies as of late have been a lot more agenda driven. Yeah. And people don't like that shit. People don't in, like that. That's not what people watch movies for. That, but a lot of people accept bullshit. And so this is the thing. It's like if you're look, if you're on the if we're gonna be on the conspiracy end of things. You first start with the mind, right? If you want to kill the nuclear family, right? You have fucking... Han Solo get killed by his own son, right? And that that's like something that's ingrained in your mind. Oh, the son killed the dad. Yeah, They're on some woke shit. We're supposed to care about all this woke shit. Woke shit, woke shit, woke shit. All some gay shit. Some some feminist shit, less about family, less about family, more about sexuality. Kids are gonna take it in. Now you're these are mental games. This is the mental warfare. And, and to me, it's like, well, this is kind of like propaganda to become a like a state driven, a state driven like everything. Right? You're the puppet of the state. Yeah. And so. Hollywood, because Disney's only one part of Hollywood, but then Hollywood, like you said, if, if if the vibe is they hate their audience, they're talking down to you. How dare you be mad about Buzz Lightyear's LGBTQ moment? How dare you? Like, it's again, like how you kill off a character, how, how you kind of like fuck up the legacy. Toy Story was a beautiful legacy. Now you make the Buzz Lightyear movie, some, some LGBTQ shit happens. People might not like it. People might feel a certain type of way. I think it's warranted if it's a kids' movie. Why is sexuality a thing? And then, yeah. well, but whatever. All these staples, children staples, right? Because why would you do that? Because like when we grew up, we have a history of Toy Story, right? Yeah. You, it's endearing in your mind. So you want to take your kids to the movie theater, and the kid that just went to school being taught critical race theory and 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 from three from for what four years old to to ten is being taught all this sex ed shit that that you might not have wanted is now watching a Buzz Lightyear movie that's made by Disney that's pushing all this gay agenda, and 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 then when you go on Apple Music, you see, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly's the one pushed on you. It kind of becomes like yeah, a it's everywhere. Yeah, and it becomes a norm to you. Yeah, and so to me, it's like obviously that's that's. Some people say, well, that's some conspiracy theory shit. But like, if you start thinking about it, if it becomes a norm everywhere, but it's not the norm outside of what you're seeing and yeah. everyday world, that's a distinct difference. Yeah. You're not. I don't see motherfuckers dressed like MGK anywhere. Yeah. You know? I don't see motherfuckers like... Well, that, that's what's interesting is this idea, and we've talked about it before, 
alternate or parallel realities, if you will, this idea that like we are getting to the point where even though we're in the same country, the cultures that we consume are different. I'll give you an example. Somebody that we know for whatever the hell reason they they they're into like very contemporary music and they were posting like a bunch of people that like won from the grammar the grammys in my opinion everything that like was was put on display on their instagram post it was all trash music in in my opinion uh but that's like the mainstream contemporary stuff and like everything, and I don't relate to like anything that any of these these songs talk about or anything like that. You see, people like they're all into like Tyler the Creator, and and uh, and uh, and like Bad Bunny, and like going back to like what you were saying about MGK about like how they dress and stuff like that. It's like, well, I don't know anybody that dresses like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it becomes this idea that like. It's like an alternate parallel reality yeah. where it says, like, oh, well, these people that consume this stuff are going to think, act, and dress like this. These people that consume this stuff are going to think, act, and dress like that. And and it, it creates this parallel. My mind was blown the other day. D- did you see the new uh, Gerard Carmichael stand-up? Uh, I, I haven't. I heard that he came out as gay on there. Right. So, very bizarre because it's like he does the stand-up and it was decent. Like, uh, then, like, once he comes out... He didn't lose himself, like, in the whole gay stuff, right? Like Yeah, he like, it goes... It it becomes, like, gay storytelling hour after he comes out. Like, and, like, like... Was he still funny, at least? Yeah, it was funny to an extent. Some of it, some of it, some of it was just like, like, woe is me. Like, oh, my mom, like, she doesn't accept me, this and that, like that type of stuff. Or I don't know if she accepts me. It's like that type of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, it becomes gay storytelling hour. Like, yeah. it's just like, it totally changes. But what was weird for me, and like, it actually compelled me to go back and watch his two previous stand-up specials. And I thought I had re- like vaguely remembered this. Like in those two specials, he talks about girls. So it's like to me, but then in in, in this, this new one, he, he kind of alludes to like he's never liked girls. So it's like, were you lying then? Or, or is this like some shit? To like push your career, advance your career. Like, well, remember, I had talked about. I don't know if I was on the show, but I, I was telling you like, poor Gerard Ma- Carmichael. The time that he came up was the time of woke shit, and it, it, it wasn't really any room for a comedian like him. Right. And and we hadn't heard from him for right. a while, and so now this. Yeah. So. Is it is it a ploy or is it for real? Or? Yeah, it's strange. It's strange, yeah. and it makes you wonder. It's like 
it's like this shit is like it's like a runaway train it's like well because yeah. even that like being gay like especially for the way that he tells jokes and like how funny he is i don't really care about yeah. that in particularly but when like your whole bit now is like about that yeah it's like well Everything that you've established thus far in your career hasn't been on that. So now yeah. this is like a little bit strange to me. Yeah, like I haven't seen it, so I'd have to watch it to, to kind of gather my thoughts on the actual stand-up. But if your whole thing now is gay jokes, you've basically become like, uh, what's dude's name? Uh, uh Fuck! What's his name? The the Latino comedian that only Latinos can relate to. Uh, George Lopez. George Lopez. Like, yeah. I I thought his first stand up was funny when I watched it. A lot of it was relative to the shit that I've seen. That does not mean that every single stand up after that is a regurgitation of the same shit. Yeah, you are a one trick pony. And so if it means that for Gerard Carmichael, well, then that's sad because you had a lot of potential. If it's one stand-up where you make gay jokes and you talk about your sexuality and, and it's in a way funny, but it's just that one standalone and then you go back to some other shit that you're on, okay, well, you could live with that. But, like, the art must not be compromised because he's good. Like, I, he was one of the... Actually, out of the new comedians, out of the new people... Really, the only one that stood out to me. Yeah, and so it'd be sad if if you go down that route because it's like that's Amy Schumer's problem. Yeah, like Who's Amy not Schumer. Funny at all. Yeah, like I don't find you funny at all. And there's much more to talk about than just like your female shit. Yeah, that's fine, but it, everything is so identitarian now. Yeah, and it's like, well, the shit is lacking because Dave Chappelle is on some whole next level shit. Chris Rock is on some whole next level shit. So you do you do realize if you're a one trick pony like that that's it. And yeah. not even Kevin Hart is woke. Like yeah. he's on his own shit. Cuz life is bigger than whatever the fuck you got going on. Like so I would hope for for his sake that he doesn't get on that only. Yeah, I think you should check it out. And then, you know, maybe we could, we'll do like a review on it or something. That'd be Cause, badass. Because uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. But I, I uh, yeah, it, it was it was just a bit strange to me. Yeah, now a quick question. If, well, I don't think, I don't think it'll be much of a change. But if, if this supposed red wave happens, do you think that will have, any effect on the culture as it stands as far as Hollywood, as far as maybe Yeah. Influence. I, I think I think if we see a red wave and it's people cut from the cloth of Trump, like the the Lauren Bo Lauren Bobarts, uh Marjorie Taylor Greens, Sarah Palin Sarah Palin just oh, announced that she's running in, uh, uh, for the Senate in Alaska. And we get like those type because Sarah Palin. It's funny. And I didn't mean I didn't even think to get into this, but 
your your question I think was a very good question and it warrants this explanation. So I was watching this documentary um, yesterday, the day before yesterday, on on Steve Bannon. It's a a PBS Frontline documentary. Yeah, I know nerd shit, but I love that. I love that <laughs> shit. Like that shit is so informative, left leaning. Albeit, but still like super informative. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's PBS Frontline. They're the ones that made that Mitch McConnell documentary that mm. I was talking about, and they're the ones that that covered the the Supreme Court nominees, like the the different uh, 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 hearings and and. And how how they've the committees that have gone after them, uh, and that's where I learned the terminology, uh, uh, borked like they call oh, it, yeah. got borked like when like how what they did to Robert Bork. Well, anyway, uh, I was watching one of those a PBS Frontline documentary, and it was about Steve Bannon, and it talks about his career. Early early career, which I knew a lot about it because like I I have a book about Steve Bannon and I read it before, um, but in this documentary he talks it talks about how originally before she was even picked by McCain to run as her as his vice president yeah. nominee, Steve Bannon reached out to Sarah Palin just because of her like outsider, anti-establishment populist beliefs so she was sort of like the beacon of hope that steve bannon had for the country before trump he saw her he was like she was his original beacon of hope like oh you're the one to lead us like away from all this craziness so what i gather from that is that this is like for as much as 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 uh uh, the 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 vitriol that she gets from the mainstream media. This is a lady that is very influential. Yeah. So, and the reason I brought all of that up is because if she runs and if she wins, the Tea Party years. Yeah. <laughs> and if we get that type of red wave, like that type of red wave, I think those people are going to make it hell on like the progressive agenda. Like I yeah. think they are going to be like like the progressive agenda is going to refer to them as awful. Like it's going to I think they're going to be a huge thorn in the progressive agenda side. Like Disney, mm-hmm. like all of that shit. Like well even like look at Ron DeSantis. He's already st- he's already like down with fucking with the money of Disney. Like he said something along the lines of like if they're going to be on this, we're going to remove some sort of like tax cut that they get here in the state of Florida. It's like yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like just entertain. But if you're gonna be on some political progressive stuff, well, we're gonna attack you like you're a political opponent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, I think I think big time, and I also think I could even see them if they get a a Republican president. I could even see them starting to cut grants for like entertainment companies that that are on some other stuff like the Daily Wire or or, yeah. or whatever ones because the Daily Wire is not going to be the only one. You and they're are, not going anywhere. And they're not going. You are going to see a lot of companies sprout up that are just about entertaining people. Yeah. 
and and, that, and especially now in in this this world of of decentralization that we're looking at like yeah maybe yeah. for like the big big budget movies like you know the the spider-mans and 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 the end games and the avengers yeah maybe you need a big disney company like to make a movie like that but anything under that you're not gonna really need them like you know especially yeah. if you're especially and what's gonna change the tide what's go, what's gonna shift it is when you get like a big name to sign on to yeah. one of those movies, like or if you get like yeah. a, a Brad Pitt to do like a Daily Wire movie, that's it, that's it. Oh, oh my or, god! Or, or like get like a Tarantino to direct a Daily Wire, that's it. Like people, and, the, and money talks bullshit walks. Yeah, you're gonna the, the the attention span is gonna start to shift, and that's gonna freak out Hollywood. And then I think that is gonna start. Be, Hollywood is gonna start being like, all right, well we gotta. We yeah. gotta kind of change because, like, this is, this is our money now. Yeah, yeah. Because that's crazy. It's though. easy to do it when there's nowhere for people to go. Like, you got kids. You got kids. You know, you wanna you wanna take them to the movies to be entertained. They see a commercial, they wanna watch that movie. Oh, you don't wanna say no. I didn't even think about this too. Like, they're making movies for adults. But if they start kind of gaining some steam, like, what about cartoons? Well, no. The Daily Wire, you didn't know. The Daily Wire has something now called Daily Wire Kids. I did not know that. Yeah. So so it's, it's cartoons? or I don't know it? if it's what it is exactly because I'm not subscribed to, like, their, oh, their, 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 their media content. Yeah. But when Disney was, well, they're still on. But when that whole headline of, of Disney bo- popped off. About um, you know, like the, the the shit they're on, the progressive agenda that they're pushing. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter were like, "Oh well, I'm canceling Disney Plus," and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I'm canceling Disney Plus, and I'm subscribing to the Daily Wire Kids." So that's you know, crazy you know. shit. The only thing is, it's like it would still be quite a while before you have a catalog that can like match a Disney catalog. Yeah, yeah. you know. And that's like decades of of like characters and yeah. That, so yeah, you're not gonna just yeah. But but it's a start. Yeah, it's a start. And if more people get on that, you're you're gonna see you know. And that's where you might. That's where the balance could come in because if you're losing, if Disney sees that it's regularly losing to to these outlets you know yeah. they might they might change even though they're kind of huge like they're they're huge they're huge but like this is a decades away type of situation yeah this is the long game like joe rogan started the podcast what like 2009 i don't know it's a long time ago it's a while like so it's you, a long game yeah yeah it's like this is a, a 20 this is a 10 20 year game and so you put you plant the seeds now and they're doing that and yeah. so yeah so, pretty interesting. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So, keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website and donate an amount of your choosing. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.
Peace.